This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by celery. It wouldn't be any other way, would it? Uh, I'm Stanford Chidge, of course. You should know me. We've got the marvellous Jonathan Kidd. Hello, everybody. Lovely to be Famous here. for his fan bites and many other things, but we're not really here for us. We're here for this man, the one and only Kerry Dixon. Wow. There you go. Great to have Kerry with us. Yeah, it's great to be here, obviously, and uh, back talking Chelsea. You've already seen a few of the shirts in 83-84 season, which is, uh, as you're going to find out, well, I'll tell you now, I played nine years at the club, most of you will know. For those of you that don't, 83-84 was the first season, and that shirt out of the 16, 15, I think, now 15 and 16 started 14, but there was a few away shirts and the jade green and a few other things that spring to mind that I didn't count so but that was the best shirt the 83 84 and it's really nice to see a few youngsters back <laughs> at the bridge actually wearing it and I didn't mean some of the audience either no quite <laughs> more of that later um, it's brilliant to have you here Kerry I mean just to give you an idea of what we we plan to do we're gonna have about 45 minutes waffling on about the game yesterday get Kerry's views on that uh then we probably have a, a little lager break or something and then uh, we're going to have about an hour of a Q&A with Kerry and then after that we're just going to have a few drinks and we can have a bit of a mingle and if you've got anything you want signed by Kerry that's the time to do it um, there's no point doing a show like this that is live with an audience unless you take part so Dan apart from being David Bailey is also going to be Mickey <laughs> Microphone and uh, if, so if you want to ask a question at any time during the evening, whether it's in the bit about Palace or the Q&A with Kerry... Interrupt. Pa- interrupt in, us. In, interrupt us. Or actually just put your hand up and Dan will come and find you with the mic. We're recording this bit of it, which I'll release later as a podcast, but not the Q&A, because I want Kerry to have a free reign on that, because uh, he's much more fun like that. So there you go. Right, let's talk about the Palace game. Uh, sadly, I wasn't there. JK was. So me and Kerry, I, I had to watch it on an illegal stream. I don't know about you. You were on the wireless, weren't you? Yep, I was. Uh, match of the day is my only source of uh, visual for that uh, particular game. Crystal Palace, I always found, even when I was playing down there, one of the most difficult places to get to. Um, probably easier to go to Manchester, but never mind. Uh, so I, I, I'm pleased with the result, but uh, my views will not be overpopular. No, but I well, we're, we're, we're pleased if we get unpopular views, Kerry. Well, well you know, we won't disown you. Yeah, we won't, yeah, we'll, be, we'll be happy. That's debate. Well, if this we'll is all being recorded, I'm going to sit tight for a bit. But in the Q and A, mm. well, I tell you what, I reckon there's something that all three of us will agree on. And I mean, I don't know if any of you saw his fan bite on Twitter last night, but as always, he was on fine form. But I think the, the only place to start, and the thing that we're, I'm sure we'd all agree on, is what an absolutely brilliant goal 
the goal from Conor Gallagher was, which basically gave us all three points, J.K. World class, yeah. yeah. When, you had a good view of it, did you? Yeah, fantastic, yeah. And then I was smothered by some, uh, some kids who decided to hit me on the head a lot. So uh, it seems to be quite regular. I don't know what it is about me, whether I've got a right-shaped head or something, but people just it's like... right size. Yeah, right size. It's, it's the size, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I got embraced and then patted. Mad patting and hug, hugging. Complete strange. I mean, I go with it. You know, I get very limp. But you think, am I going to get injured by this? You know, I'm very old. Um, but um, yeah, wonderful goal. You, you think, uh, you know, the dilemma is, is they don't want to, they don't want to take these long shots because the the, the counter attack always starts and uh, and they're not then prepared for it. And uh, so, but uh, you know, it's 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 what he did for Palace. It's what he does. And uh, I really hope that this is the beginning yeah. of something for him because he's clearly a, he's, he's you know, on on last season's performance with Palace. He's clearly a terrific he player. I don't know how they fit him in. I don't know enough about all the pack that they play you know you could look and observe he played four didn't he suppose then suddenly at one stage it became a, fi- a, f- a five at the back and I thought Chilwell was a little bit undercooked he looks a bit you know he had to play because uh, Cucurella was injured Connor, but, uh, Connor, uh, but, uh, Connor. But, yeah Connor we sorry sorry focus, yeah Connor focus, focus focus but Connor yeah <laughs> fucking great it's fucking a, great when you see JK live as I have the absolute privilege and <laughs> delight to do every Monday and Friday and then you watch the fan bite you'll be amazed at how he can actually cram everything into two minutes, 40 seconds. (laughs) Normally it's about 20, you know, which is why I love him. (laughs) Kerry, I mean, I absolutely love Conor Gallagher, and I I know I'm probably jumping the gun, but I really do think he's... I mean, I know they're going to be different players and all of that, but I do think he's got the potential to become the second coming of Lampard. And what really pleased me most about that shot, it was Lampard-esque, I thought. Um... (laughs) High praise indeed. Uh, I hope, and I like you, want to see him come through. I'm. I don't know what what Potter's actually going to do, um, but I like what I saw in terms of shape. Shape never wins a football match. Players do, um, but he's play, at least starting to look like playing players in their positions for a start. I, you know, I've been moaning for the last year, and people talk about. Thomas Tuchel, how unlucky he was and all the rest of it. Roman would have done it earlier, in my opinion. Um, We weren't playing attractive football. We were getting through because we got good players. And back end of last season, we weren't very good. Liverpool didn't beat us. Um, Things like that. But you look at Manchester City, you look at Liverpool and the way they play football. We passed even the start of this year. We had 68% possession against Tottenham. We had four shots on goal. This isn't Chelsea that, you know, got no one to cross it to in the middle. And once I get started on the, whatever, the false number nine, then it's a whole new ball game. Well, Kerry, we, we had three shots on goal yesterday in the entire match. <laughs> three shots, on, three goal, shots yeah. on goal. See, Thomas Tuchel, in my opinion, we done great. We won the European Cup, We've done, we did what we did, we challenged in the league, and we were contenders for the period he was in. Took over from Frank. There was a bone of contention. Who's to say that Frank wouldn't have done it? Because it was pretty much the same team. The bone of contention was Frank was going in a different way as regards youngsters being pr- played a lot more. And Tuchel come in and replaced him with the Rudigers, the Aspelicuetas, and they come back in and the team functioned in the way that Tuchel wanted it to play. It's a long one, I'm afraid. Um, And, Jonathan, if I'm taking your time, it's a big bugbear, but I have to try and explain it all. Um, (laughs) You never get that from me, do you? (laughs) I I say it because people say, what the hell is he talking about? (laughs) Thank God we got got a bit afterwards where I could actually speak and tell you. if you want to do your fan cast, I'll come back to this. No, 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 but carry on. I'm carry not. On. I don't know what you lot feel. Tuchel, right move or wrong move? Or you wait to see what Potter does or beforehand? If he does bad, everyone will say, shouldn't have, told, shouldn't have got rid of Tuchel. If he does good and turns it round, which is not going, to happen, not going to happen straight away, because we don't cross to no one. When the ball goes wide, it comes back out, goes the other side, it comes back out and goes that way. Pardon? Sorry, love. The football wasn't enjoyable. Thank you. Uh, why, why not, Jilly? Why not? Boring. 
Yeah. Thank you. Um, she, the young lady there, has actually said what me and not all Chelsea supporters, some are in it to win it, most are in it to win it. You know, you play your game, sometimes you accept getting a boring game and we win it. What about making the goalkeeper work, the opposition goalkeeper? What about a few shots flying past? What about incidents in the box? I'm not talking about our box, because Tutu had that sewn up with his five defenders and two older midfield players. Sometimes teams only had one player up against us. We've got two interna three international defenders, two international holding midfield players to mark that fella. But you had 70, 68% of the game, and if you broke yeah. it That's down, just one game that I know. Kerry, Kerry, you, but, but if you broke it down, it was with our five defenders. Yeah. That's who had the ball. It wasn't attacking half. The Can ball was in, in our final third. Just to in interrupt for a second, because I think, I think you make an both make an interesting point. You know, under Lampard, we, I think we're a much better attacking side, but we leak goals all the time. We were pretty crap defensively. Under Tuchel, we tightened up the defence, and we seemed to do pretty well there, but we lost any sort of cutting edge. So why, Kerry, can whoever we seem to have as manager not manage to make our defence really tight and our attack gel and score goals? That's what I'm hoping Graham Potter will do. Um, what he did at Brighton was immense, but you can't necessarily make it happen everywhere you go. You can try and play the same style, which is what Thomas Tuchel will do. He, he shores up defensively and hopes that an attacking, whoever he selects, can, can pull something out the back. We've got an England midfielder who's been player of the year last two seasons, playing left of a three up front for the last two years. He's going to play in the World Cup, hopefully, in central midfield for England. And yet it's played on the left for us. We've got a false number nine. If anyone knows where Kai Havertz plays, he's a good player. Please tell me. He plays on the football field, but I don't know what position. He's supposed to be just behind the... Uh, behind who? The, the, uh, um, well, yesterday, Aubameyang. Supposed to be. Yeah, but... In no, a kind I of agree, a I agree. Is it a number uh, 10 role? Yeah, yeah, it's a sort of 10, isn't yeah. it? But, um, in, that, in that case, Jonathan, why doesn't the hierarchy commit... To what you see, what other people see, certainly what I see, we all see the game differently, of course, and try and fill in the holes where, we're, where the personnel are actually needed. But don't you think they're bound by the structures of all the coaching structures of what everybody else Touché. plays in, in the division? Of course. Thomas Tuchel isn't interested. How many coaches these days coach flair? None. How can they coach flair? Jose Mourinho, for example. The reason he got the boot, the boot in my opinion... I mean, I, like, you know, last night... It's because Roman didn't like the football yeah, being served exactly, up. Exactly. Last night, I was on... We've, we've got a Discord group, as, as some of you may know, and as always, after a match, it was getting quite heated because I, I tend to get more cantankerous the later in the evening it gets and the more I've had to drink, so I should probably lay off one or the other. But uh, we were talking about flair last night and saying there's just an absolute lack of it. And I said, if you had Johan Cruyff playing today, he would be labelled as lazy and willful. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo um, can't get in Manchester United's team. He's been the best player in the world alongside Messi for 10 years. All right, he is getting old. Their top scorer last year. Eric Ten Hag, wait till I get onto him. OK, well, uh, yeah, he's Man United. Well, let's, let's leave him right, alone for a minute. it's Manchester United, but just I'll leave... You know it's just because I'm pissed off because they lost 6-3. Not that I mind that they lost. I'm delighted that they lost. But we all have this, this kind of Premier Predictions League and it's just cost me bloody loads of points. But there you go. She's just trying to talk over me. I'm not going to let it go for this. I, I we will we do this that. all the time on the phone. I mean, what's, what's different? You know, anyway, I put it down on. as a draw. Jim. Can I just say the Eric Ten Hag point? Go on, go on. Everything. This is a Chelsea fan cast. I apologise for bringing no, Manchester United into it. You're the, you're the star it. guest. Get, in Get there. on there. Get in there. You're being I'm great. just going to make me point and I'm going to have to shut up because it could go on for ages. <laughs> oh, right. No, no. Eric Ten Hag is a super coach. Manchester United scoured the world to get the best manager they could get after making a few poor decisions in the past, apparently. They got Eric Ten Hag. He worked all pre-season. They got an international midfielder who carved his career out called Christian Eriksen. As an international midfielder of some esteem, playing for various clubs. One season or one pre-season with Manchester United, he turned out in their first game as a false number nine. Tell me a kid who grows up in England or anywhere else in the world wants to be a false number nine. Because if you could turn an international midfielder into one and just put him anywhere 
What is he expected to do? And the resounding thing is they got beat at home by Brentford. So that tells the story. It does indeed. Good point. Listen, um, you, you were, you know, in my opinion, well, and most of us here, I'm sure, one of the best, if not the best number nine we've ever had at Chelsea. And Well, you know, I, I said I'll shut up, but when you do things like that to me, I have to say there you go. It's, yeah. ni- it's nice to be in the mix. And that's, everyone's really, got their own personal choice. But you were, and that's, that's the fact, you know, the goals back it up. Now, we've had a massive, we've just been talking about it really, haven't we? We had a massive issue up front, not really scoring goals, not, not you know, the final touch. Said that? Has anyone actually said that? What? We have an issue, because the Chelsea people who are within the camp actually don't say we've got an issue up front. Well, they do. Tuchel used to say a lot all the time, it was the final ball, the final pass, the final to touch. Though? Well, to the press when he spoke after a game when we had he about one shot would actually say that we're not precise enough, yeah, he would always it. say. That was not enough force from Dirk Technic, yeah, was there? Yeah. Right. Listen, what I want to talk about is Aubameyang, because you and I had a, had a chat on the phone a couple of weeks ago when we signed him, and we weren't sure. Um, and, I mean, you were there. Yeah. I mean, to me, on the telly, that looked like a, oh, sorry, the a proper, three. proper striker's proper goal. Striker. We've got a yeah. proper striker yeah. with us now. I yeah. want to hear what you thought about it. Well, what did and you then th- then well, well, I, I thought it was great. It was a great moment. You know, he, he, he swivelled on the, the balls down, he facing the opposite direction. Yeah. He turned around and smashed it in the corner. He knows where the goal knows, is. Yeah, it was a great yeah. goal. Fantastic. And we were, we were all, the, all us older people watching, going, oh, yeah, great goal. Everybody else going mad, of course. I'm just going, oh, great goal. You get yeah, hit on the oh, head at that point? Uh, no, I wasn't hit on the head okay. at that point, right. no, because it, it was the equaliser. I was hit when it was the 90-minute winner, obviously. I got, you know, cuddled by a whole series of complete strangers. But as I say, I went with it. But, um, but uh, no, I thought it was a one-up. Anybody else here? But guys, fantastic goal, wasn't it? Let's be, let's be it's superb. Yeah, yeah, but it exactly makes that. it makes a change. You think, yeah, fucking hell, that's exactly what it's supposed to be. That's a proper goal, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, about yeah. time as well, really. Yeah. So, you know, you were a proper striker. I think that was a proper striker's goal. What do you reckon? Listen, I, I've never seen a bad goal. You say it's a great goal. I've, ne- I've never <laughs> seen a bad one. If Chelsea score and it's in, our, in the opposition's there, it's a great goal. Kerry, you know? I saw the Zenit Data Systems goal against Palace at, uh, on Twitter the other day. Do you remember that one where you just volleyed it in? And a fantastic goal. Oh, my goodness me. Do you remember? You remember I remember it's happening in Zipswich away, 1-0. That was a great <laughs> goal as well. <laughs> <laughs> So look, do you, do you think we might have we might have actually kind of accidentally got ourselves a proper striker? I've got to be honest, I I couldn't understand it at the start of it. Uh, I'll go on record as saying it. I've told you, um, I wouldn't have signed him for that money. Thirty-three year old, come out of Arsenal, was doing all right at Barcelona, all right for a thirty-three year old, and I've been there. You decline. Age waits for no no man, and you go downhill no matter who you are. It just depends what age it starts. Um, I would have personally spent 25 mil on the lad from Brentford and a go at him. He scored 13 goals last year. If we're taking a chance what, on a Tony, 30... Tony, you mean Tony? They Ivan Tony, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, great, I agree, but they wouldn't have sold him, though, would they? I mean, he's wouldn't they? Top, pay him enough, they would. Chill, wouldn't they? I wouldn't have thought so. Did we test it? Has anyone tested no, no, the metal? No, no, yeah, that's true. Don't know whether what happened. Listen, it's I ain't going to go on to the summer signings yet because I'll get sacked from my job. So... <laughs> Yeah, but that, Kerry, that was the old regime. You're, you're safe here, all right? Well, OK, maybe not that safe. No. <laughs> Listen, certain people have far-reaching fingers, and I know they do. <laughs> well, I've not been banned from the ground yet for doing this show. I say yet, and touch wood, because you never know with the new regime. But, I mean, I mean, the talk about the signings. I mean, my, my view on that was that I mean, I can understand what they were doing. And, I mean, we, we did this on the show. I mean, you, you worked it out. Everybody that they let go, they've kind of replaced, and hopefully with somebody better. But I'm, I'm going to agree with you here. They seem to concentrate, having said that, more on the defence, really. I still, don't, I still think we're missing a creative midfield player, for example. So we're assuming Tuchel signed these players because he believed in defensive football and he has to replace oh, exactly. the two, Rudigo Christensen, who left. So he's got to get two. Well, kind we of paid over it. 70 million for a Brighton left back when we've got the current England left back. Yeah. Good <laughs> business, eh? The next one. We, we paid over 70 million for a Leicester centre half who hasn't played 50 odd games. Who made the mistake for yesterday for the first goal? I might, I, might have, I might have egg on my face in time, and I hope I do. Kulabai, 31, 
Or cramp after 60 minutes in his first game. Tell me about it. And it should have got sent off in his second game. So if I sit on the fence and I don't want to say any (laughs) more, I'll just keep my fingers crossed and hope. Look, I mean, you know, talking talking in the midfield, and and it's been a bugbear of ours for a long time, uh, that we don't have enough creativity there, we don't have enough players in the midfield who can go forward, let alone score. Um, I I watched it yesterday and I thought, I mean, I I don't want to sit here and stick, well, I mean, this lot might disagree and it'd be hilarious if they did, but I don't want to deliberately stick the boot in on J5 and Kovacic, but they were shit yesterday. (laughs) They really were. I thought when Cheek came on... Do you swear on the fan cast? Well, this is quite polite for us. Is it? I've been on it before, you know. Anyway, I once called Judge. I, I once, I, I, once called, well I, I once called Jorginho the c-word at the yeah. very beginning of the. Uh, really? No, no, I not did. You. No, not you. I did. I did. No, you can. Yeah, you can say what you want. Kerry. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it. It's fuck not it. censored. Fuck it. You can say what he wants. Yeah. Where were we? Um, they were shit. No, you're no, I thought, well, well what, what, what yardstick were we using? You know, they were, they were as good as they've been, weren't they? This is well, the, I don't know. I thought, I thought Kovacic J, J was poorer than he normally is. Yeah, yeah oh, well, yeah, but he's bursting through a lot. No, I, he, well, I don't know what we're expecting. I don't know what we're... What, what, is it supposed to... Because he's, he's just taken over. Is it, is, are they playing slightly differently? I can't get it. Is he, you know, Jorginho seems to be playing much deeper. He seems to be playing just in front of the uh, Well, I think you've defense, got... You've got so. I think he's, if he's playing three in the midfield, he's, I think he's got ostensibly Jorginho sitting. And, you had and the Mason other two midfielders him, are supposed to go and bomb yeah, forward him, yeah. like number yeah. eight. But Which Mason did. Mason, I thought, Mason, Mason had, did had, all right. had a very yeah. decent game, yeah. But once again, missed... When it was easier to yeah, score, exactly. they they fall off the same problem. They can't. But get Co- the Kovacic, net. Kovacic couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo, could he? No. no. So what's the oh, point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought we looked well, a lot can, better than Jorginho. I thought got, no, yeah. but I thought we looked a lot better than when Cheek came on. I thought he gives it a little bit more energy, and he can he can pass as well as Jorginho can, and invariably he passes it forward rather than backwards but, but, and sideways. But is this going to be the uh, the pattern now? Is he just chooses exactly the same players that Tuchel, Tuchel chose? You know. Can I just butt in, Chidge? I do yeah, apologise. I'm sorry, but I've, no. got, I've got a cob on I know you've talked to so Jonathan and stuff like that, but I am listening Kerry, as well. We're talking bollocks. You're the professional. No, 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 no. Get in there. No, no, no. no, no. Uh, I, was I hope, I was praising Jonathan what he said there. You know, we're playing a 4 3 3, but then Chidge come in and said, Jorginho's sitting and Kovacic bombing on. Well, that's well, what he's supposed to be doing. Well, where's he bombing to? Because I, well, I don't know what his goal stats are or, or his assist stats are for the last season. I think he was last seen going in the direction of Purley. Yeah, OK, I get it. Right. Listen, what I liked about it, there was a definitive shape. Mm. People were going to be expected to do certain jobs in certain positions. Whether they come up the scratch or not, yeah. that's for the future. I'd like to know, and I don't know what the reporters, they have a big thing with press report after the game with the managers and or however long it lasts, if the managers agree. No one ever asks the right questions. They don't ask where was this one supposed to be playing, what was he meant to do, and why didn't you cross the ball when you get in a wide good crossing position? Is it because he's been told not to? Or is it because there's no one in there who might get on the end of something? Or have they got to just keep possession because Opta might say they'd give the ball away? Well, I'd rather see a ball flash across the goal, even with no one in there, because you can do something about that, than not. I thought there were more people in the penalty area though, yeah, for, for than we've seen of late. There actually were more people getting up there. So and balls over the top, And it Also, there were masses of long balls yeah. being played, yeah, in a way that... Uh, well, that's where we got uh, the first goal from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, well, which, which weren't there under, under, under Tuchel. Well, no, indeed. Uh, well, if... if, 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 if so masses a, of long balls, yeah, yeah. did they reach no, the No, no, we could call it 40-yard passes that happened to go yeah, a bit yeah, aerially. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'll tell you the great thing about it. it. It cuts out our non-existent midfield, so I'm all for it. I'm just wondering who they were passing to. They were trying to get Aubameyang involved. Right. And frequently the goalkeeper got to it before I he saw did. his goal. Yeah. Um, so when the ball went wide, I take it. Well, that was, was one. That was a Reese James cross from the uh, of course it was half yeah. and, uh, and, and right was headed on, on Silver's bounce by Silver. Yeah, I don't quite know what he was doing. Up so yeah. more often than not, or Bangy Mang was in the middle. Yeah. yeah. When when wide players got into wide positions. Yeah. Yeah. And did he make runs in behind rather yeah. than cover yeah. face? Yeah. yeah. 
But also he did. He also linked linked the play as well. He, he came did. back. He, he came was back. Into he, there was field much more movement from yeah. a supposed yeah. central player than we've seen. He, he did ages. more movement in one yeah. game than Lukaku yeah. did for a whole season. Yeah. Mm. Lukaku got seventy goals for Inter Milan. He's got seventy on it for Belgium. Um, is it him or was it us? I think it's a combination of the two, to be honest. But uh, there you go. Um, what do you lot think? Actually? I'd have gone crazy in that team. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's a good point. I mean... Dan? Um, Every manager rates Jorginho, so it's the spectators that don't know what they're talking about. I mean, look, sorry, Kerry, just because I know it was me that had a go at him. Did you have a go? I did have a go at Jorginho. I think I called him shit, didn't I? Oh, that's too much. He's clearly not shit. He's clearly not shit. You know, he's won a. He he was, what, third in the Ballon d'Or a couple of years ago? Yeah, exactly. Every manager's played him. But I, I do think that. I do think that what happens with Jorginho is if that we don't set up the team properly, it exposes his weaknesses. We know he doesn't have any pace. We know he doesn't really have enough physicality to, to, to win the ball in midfield consistently. And I think that's a problem. I think when you, I mean, we saw the best of Jorginho when we had Kante basically looking after him and had to play three in the back, so we had wing-backs that could cover him on that side. And, but I do think he slows the, the game down. But then he'll turn around to me now and he'll be quite right and say, yes, Chidge, but if the forwards or whoever is in front of him aren't moving, who's he going to pass to? And I can't argue with that. Well, I can tell you whether they move or don't move, he'll pass five yards that way. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That kind of served me right, didn't it, really? Can I, can I, Richard. What I want to say is that for me as a Chelsea fan, watching Chelsea over the last several months, all, all I've seen is ineffective possession. Since um, we lost Eden Hazard, um, yeah. you know he was the flair player that could people actually watch when he got the ball, rather than the pedantic stuff that went before. Um, I mean, possession has become it's become so sort of I don't know almost popular in the game today that you keep European coaches have bought with them this possession and that's thing. That's what they've brought with them. Yeah, um, exactly. they bought not get beat, hard to beat. Italian football when I was playing used to be called the best league in the world, and they just used to let you have it in your own half and the, the, the Italians used to drop off. And, you know, I played for England with Ray Wilkins and he'd say, drop off, let him have the ball. And I couldn't quite get it, but I love Ray as a bloke. I disagree with some of his way, but he played 80-odd times or more, maybe for England. And, you know, he, he was a friend of mine, um, but we had contentious issues. You asked me about Glenn Oddle or Ray Wilkins and I'm not going to answer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, it, <laughs> possession was all about you know you, you you've got the you've got the game sewn up, you keep possession. 
But now we do What's that. this thing called manage the game, control the game? Yeah, exactly, game who, management. Who? Yeah. I mean, we, now we do that, and when we're not even in the lead. You know, we're, we're not in a winning position, and we just have this ineffective possession. That's and how Tom, I Thank you for anyway. that. And Thomas Tutor had no plan B. If we went behind, we were in trouble. We were a better team when we scored first because we were hard to beat. But if we went behind, oh my God, anyone was going anywhere. The substitutions, any, anyone gets thrown on for any, any position. I'm not knocking, how can I knock a bloke who's won the European Cup? He could sit there and laugh. Jose Mourinho would laugh, but Roman sacked them both. Uh, Roman sacked one and the new owner sacked the other. But Kerry, this is, this is, I think, the perennial issue that we've had at Chelsea for, for, for 19, 20 years. We've won everything there is to win. Most of them more than once. I mean, I, I, I mean, if I if I did a show of hands, say, is anybody in the room pissed off that we won nineteen or twenty trophies? Or no, of course not. We all love winning trophies. Well, Roman Abramovich was on more than one occasion because he wanted to be entertained. Well, go to the cinema then. I mean, we like we like seeing Chelsea win trophies, right? If oh, we well, shit house our way a to a win, I'll ask the supporters as well because everyone's entitled to yeah. a different opinion. It is all about Chelsea winning. I know that. And they say, oh, we'll win ugly or we'll win boring. But week after week after week, would you ask the people in charge or the people who can tweak the buttons to fine-tune it whereby we can get some excitement? But don't you think the new owners are going to do that? Because I think they'll just buy as many players as they want until, until it becomes... Um, they just win everything. And, uh, and it's entertaining because that's what he's done with the Lakers and that's what he's done with the, uh, with the LA Dodgers. And I, I think that'll right. be the plan in the future. I really do. I, 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 they've got so much money. What did you think when they got rid of Thomas Tuchel? What did I think? Well, I, initially, I was uh, uh, um, bemused, as I can put it, because we bemused. all thought, yeah, because you thought, they, have they made a terrible decision? I mean, wonderful statesman, a terrible pressure over the last yeah. year um, with the whole process of the Ukraine and, uh, and Abramovich. Did brilliantly. But... On reflection, I think you look back at what was happening on the pitch and you think, actually, um, he sort of peaked. I think Kante was unbelievably important to him and the fact that he has not been the player because he's been injured has meant that there's been an erosion in the way that the team has been uh, performing because he is the truly world-class player in the, in the club and the very fact that he's unreliable physically, I think, has actually imposed an enormous... Um, I'll, po uh, I'll pose one more question. You yeah. say about Kante is what he is, and I'm not going to disagree because he's been vitally important to us. Yeah. I wonder what they're going to do with Mason Mount now. Where, where's his... In the new shape, if it's going to be 4-3-3? I mean, Graham Potter is not going to be judged by me or anyone. People will judge him on his results if he lost six games. If he's trying to do something positive and you understand what he's trying to do... Okay. Well Mount, well, Mount plays with Declan Rice, or he did, with, for England, in a central midfield role. I think he's better when he's, when he's played a bit deeper. I'll, I'll, I do think he's more of a traditional kind of number eight player that can play more box-to-box. -box. I mean, I think he's good at getting back and defending, and I've seen him do it for Chelsea numerous times. But I do, what I don't think he is, I don't think he's a number ten. He's not, not creative enough, I don't think, in that uh, kind of a role. The comparisons were Frank Lampard... It can't be. It can't I th well, be done, I think, I think, by the way, I think Connor's uh, it's unfair on Mason Mount as well to compare him with Frank Lampard oh, or even yeah. to set the bar that high. Frank Lampard was an outstanding yeah. midfield player for England and Chelsea, and you know, with, with, quite a, one, with a wonderful you, shot, you know, the wonderful so ability to hit the target. It's the same with the centre backs with John Terry. Yeah. You, you comparisons are unfair, yeah. but we have to do a job, and Mason Mount should be played in his right position, which he's grown up as a kid, as a midfielder, come through the ranks and done what he's done, for a manager to say, well, I'd play in this shape. If you want to be in the team, you go and play left wing. He'll go, of course I will. I'll play anywhere. Of course he will, yeah. Sorry, yeah just a question. I back exactly what Kerry says. I mean, I wouldn't change, obviously, us winning the league and the European Cups and stuff. But as a 14-year-old, I got up six days a week, rain, shine, snow, to do a paper round to get £10 at the end of the week to be able to sit on the benches and watch Chelsea in the second division and go on to win the second division championship. That, I thought, was going to be the best. Then we went to Wembley the year after, won the full members' cup or whatever it was called then, Zenith two Cup, later, uh, two or three. And, you know, that was the pinnacle. I want to be entertained. Yes, I know I can go to the cinema, I can go to the theatre, but I don't want to go and watch football where it's past five yards, past and, you know, hang out for this. I, you know, I want to go back to those days of going up and down the country as a... 
I was lucky enough as a 14, 15 year old kid to go literally everywhere in the second division and the first year sort of back in the first division with some great players, with some players now. I mean, God knows what would happen now if we had Twitter back in those days. It would, it would explode sort of thing with, you know, Dave Besson kicking the ball into the back of Mitchell's head, for example. And, you know, but they were days where players played, dare I say it, for the badge, for the honour of playing for the club. And you never knew what you were going to get. But they were entertaining days. Now, if I'm going to Chelsea now and I'm paying nearly £100 before I even walk through the door with trains and tickets, yeah. I want my money's worth. And I'm I think you'd it. pay it if we were... Losing, boring, and everything else, you'd still want to go and see what they're doing, as every Chelsea fan would. Because once you're a fan, you're a fan. You might not like what you're seeing, but you still go. Can I put a caveat on that? Because I agree with you. And I, I mean, I think another good point on that is that some of the football that the teams he played in, but some of the most entertaining and attacking football I've ever seen at Chelsea. I mean, it was superb at times. John, was it John attacking, was it attacking yeah, so. because you didn't know? It was unpredictable. You didn't know what you, that team yeah. would produce. We produced a lot of damp squibs and a, you know, some poor performances. Yeah, you did. But and then every we produced out of the of blue an outstanding one, yeah, exactly. which all the supporters would be saying, "Why can't they do that every week?" But, if but Kerry, it against it was, Liverpool, why can't you do it, it against a Scunthorpe? It was more attack-minded. I mean, you weren't you weren't playing possession football then, were you? No, exactly. All right. That's, I mean, that's my big bugbear. Yeah. I think everybody... Possession for the sake of possession. Where's the mentality? I've been coached by Bobby Robson, some some, some of the great managers. They don't say just keep the ball. It's not a five-a-side. Keep possession. 80-70% of the game. Controlled, managed the game. Four shots on target. Mm. The caveat I wanted to mention, and I'll, I'll bring the other person in a second, Dan, is... There is a chance. Are you allowed to get another beer through this fake cast? Yes, you are. Somebody get. Can somebody get. Can if you, you can swear, I can surely ask for a beer. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, you want, do you want to put up a tab for me, for Kerry, and I'll, I'll sort it? Yeah? Sorry. Right, the other caveat I would have is, and I wonder if this might happen, actually, that, that if, if. I mean, we don't know. We don't know what Bodie's going to be doing, but I, I do wonder if there's a chance that they are going to try and bring a lot more of the youth players through. And I, I would. Like most of us, I think. I mean, we, we almost had it with Frank, didn't we? If you've got a team where they're all homegrown, they're not going to be ready yet. They're going to get whooped occasionally, but you don't mind because you, you, you have an affinity with it. And I, I would be... Do you mind? If they're entertaining, I would Do be Do you mind? If he's mind playing what? kids... Mind what? Did you mind? Bringing not not Frank winning, but having the kids play. I was OK with that. You expect the manager to win and bring the kids through? No. When Frank was manager... In that circumstance, we couldn't buy anybody, and he was clearly throwing the kids in. It didn't bother me. Well, it bothered someone. Yeah, well, that was the bloke who liked winning all the time at any cost, wasn't it? And what are the Chelsea fans thinking about that? It wasn't entertaining. Is it about winning? We did. We did. We did. Billy Gilmore? Should we have persisted? No. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'll tell you what, if I was in the hierarchy at Chelsea, I'd get you a job, love. I'll tell you. Yep. The right questions. Yep. Buying the right players with a thought pattern as to do what. And if that was the case, we sat, if the manager bought, we sacked him, we sacked him six games later. Hmm. Listen, let's kind of, kind of look towards wrapping the whole Palace game uh, up. Yeah, you've got just a question in the back. Sorry, there. there was, wasn't there? Sorry. Um, yeah, it was kind of on the Palace game as well. Yesterday we had um, uh, Silva and Fafana at centre-back and I was saying to, to my dad here, I was saying, you look at so many teams and you can point out everyone's centre-back partnership or, or trio, whatever you want to call it. And we have so many centre-backs at the moment in our team and I wonder what you all think of how is he going to decide who those... If everyone's fit, we need, I think we need a partnership and, and who's that going to be and how... How's that going to be sorted? You know? It's definitely not going to be Dave, I hope. Who, no, probably not. I think, I think his legs are gone, I think. 20 years, yeah. legs are gone. 20 minutes, I think he can come on and play. He's obviously a very good influence in the dressing room, but uh, um, uh, the jury's out on Fafana, aren't they, really? And Koulibaly. Uh, and, and yeah, but and Koulibaly with question of... Well, it, we're all... Everything's up in the air, isn't it? We've got no idea what Potter's going to choose. I mean, I'm, I'm amazed about the fact that... that 
he's a manager who's made Brighton into a, he made them into a really excellent team with a whole series of, of, of non-stars, let's be honest. And he's suddenly, he's what, sorry, sorry? Yeah, absolutely. They, they, I, I thought they played wonderfully against Liverpool. Did you see the, uh, even the highlights on Match of the Day, some, you know, that Trossard, he's made it into a fantastic centre-forward. He's now, now Belgium they player. United this season, yeah. 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 yeah, they look great. They're, 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 they're an excellent team. Mm. And uh, so is he, you know, you slightly think they're playing better than us at the moment. Now, how on earth do, does he then attempt to make us, with supposedly better players, play better than them? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a conundrum because uh, it, it might be that um, is he dealing with the egos? Are the egos bigger, or are, is he he's supposed to be a fantastic man manager? Perhaps he's he's got it worked out. But I, I'm, I keep thinking, I, I hoping I was hoping there'd be a kind of a selection yesterday for somebody that we 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 didn't think about. Somebody would have cracked. Well, what in, about you know? Trevo? And, if we're um, talking about centre backs, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand why he's being so overlooked. Not, not. I mean, okay, it's early days for Potter, but I mean, Tuchel. Well, we'd have had a better performance him. from him yesterday than for Fana, I well, think. Well, quite. Yeah. I mean, the worry I have as well. I mean, okay, I think the other, th- the issue with the centre backs is, you know, I mean, he played with a four apparently yesterday, which, what, you know, Silver seems to be better suited to a three, and we've been playing three for a long time. Silver's always going to be the central player. Yeah, but how are we overplaying him? He's can I just, can I just butt in again because? Yeah. I think, and another con- controversial thought pattern, Thiago Silva's age yeah. does not mean we should be looking after Thiago Silva. Chelsea should be building for the future. And if, if Thiago Silva's going to be Thiago Silva plus one or two, that's going to fall away. Yeah. If it's not this season, it'll be next season or it'll be the season after for sure. I don't know what more we could get out of him. He's an outstanding player at the moment. It is going to fall away. The other whoever it's going to be in that centre will have to be moulded in Graham Potter's idea of what Chelsea be, does for the future. Is it supposed to be Koulibaly? Is it supposed to be? Well, he's 31. He's 31, that's true, it's true. Dan's got a question. Do we think that Silva will be marginalised after the World Cup? Because he's, that's why he's got an extra year to get through the World Cup and maybe in January he won't play as much? Yeah. Why doesn't anyone, when they have these press conferences, ask what is the thought pattern and expectation for Chelsea this year? Because we all have different expectations, maybe. Then, at least someone can be judged against what the expectation was, indeed it is, as to what happens. Kerry, and when I look, listen to the, the press conferences, I get the impression they all want to be mates. I don't get the impression that they're asking very difficult questions. I get that as well. Or stupid questions. They yeah. ask a lot of them. They're the stupid, yeah. You know. It's all, it's all kind of clickbait and gossip-focused. It's never... Until Chelsea chances. start losing a few on the trot and then the knives will come out. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. how the press That's work. All, all of that, all of that. Yeah. They actually talk about the football then, don't they? Yeah. Funny that. Okay, look, Kerry, talking about the football, I mean, it, it, we're all... We're, well, sorry, Richard? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we all know it's early days with Potter. But I do think it was really important that they got a win. You know, he got that kind of off to a good start, as it were. It seems to me that, that you know, I don't, I don't think the performance was fantastic. But actually, I think yesterday it didn't matter. It was more important to go and win. I think it was great that Connor got his first goal for the club. A bit pissed off that he didn't celebrate it, mine. No, uh, no, you shouldn't be. Uh, I, accept, I accept what he did for them last year and this idea of non-celebrating. I get also, why didn't he celebrate? Which, yeah. again, someone should ask the question. He will come back with, I played from last year, it's disrespectful. I don't know where that's crept into the game. It's disrespectful for a striker or anyone else to score a goal and not celebrate the thing they're trying to do for the whole game. He was being polite, yeah, I agree, yeah. He was clapped off by, by the... Um, but so, so should, in that case, Nicholas and Elka played for about nine clubs. He should never celebrate a goal. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had more clubs than Tiger Woods, didn't he? But, uh, I mean, you know, encouraging things. Connor, Connor scores. Aubameyang gets off the mark as well. That was good. and I thought he played quite well. But I don't think the performance was that good. But as I said, I don't think it matters. It was all about getting a win yesterday. Um, do you think the players are, 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 are still trying to... Well, I think the question I'm asking, and I'll get it out in a minute, but, you know, on the, on the, on the one hand... I know, just keep going. More, more drink, more drink. But, you know, either... 
it's take you know it's going to take the players a while to get their heads around what uh, Potter wants to do. And if that's the case, that's up to Potter to be good at getting his message across. Or the way that they've been playing for such a long time is so deeply ingrained in them, it's going to take a lot longer than we think. Right? Listen, the the job of a manager is to keep the dressing room sweet, if you like. They've all got to be happy. All the players who get selected want come into a side, want to come in and come in running, not sulking. Because if you've got a sulky dressing room, that spreads. Because if, a player, if he gets a bottom lip because he's been left out or whatever, trust me, I'd get a bottom lip. But, you know, if you get left out, you get left out. In a squad-based system of, of modern-day football, it's about keeping all the egos happy. So that's the art of the manager. Then putting him onto the football field at 11 with a view to winning the game. So he's got a win, which you've said, which is important by getting the win, while he instills his own ideas into the players. They've got to buy into it. It's, gonna, it's quite a process. It took, Brighton weren't great when he first went there. After a year or so, they were. Yeah, that's right. Um, whether Chelsea fans and hierarchy and so on will give him the time to get it and believe, and believe in him that he will get it if we see positive signs. And the first positive sign was Crystal Palace for me. Yeah, definitely agree with that. The shape, what he's trying to do, yeah. might not have all the players to do it, like Kovacic bombing on, things like that. Because I don't know where he'll bomb, I've already said that. But there'll be someone somewhere who could possibly play if that's what he wants to do. And hopefully, I don't know Raheem Sterling... Havertz, uh, I don't know where they're all going to play. Yeah, but I watch, like everyone else, and I'm very interested. Yeah, it is going to be interesting. Yeah, uh, my, my history with Chelsea recently is my favourite side was Morgan Freeman. Give him time. Yeah. yeah. Do you think you'll get it, Richard? He should get it, but I'm not, I'm not 100% certain. You know, because I'm, I'm sorry, the, the lad's name here. Perry. Perry, right? I agree with a lot of what you had to say, and and I do think we've got a, perhaps a rare opportunity to. You know, I've said it on the show. I said it's you know, Bowley coming in is a bit like Brian Clough coming into Leeds, and so you can throw all your money, you know, your medals in the bin because you didn't win the right way. You cheated basically, and in a sense, it's a chance for us to do what we've done for the last twenty years, but to do it in a different way. So, yeah, exactly that. So I'm I'm kind of hoping that that they don't bail out of it. Because this is what happened with Roman all the time. If you remember, Roman's idea was to invest heavily in the academy, have a production line of, of world club, potentially world-class young players coming through into the side, save the club a lot of money. Brilliant idea. And he did half of it really, really well. And then he bailed out and bought you know, people like Higuain. And what God do you think about the idea first, of you know, buying... First panic. The idea of buying all the uh, the other clubs so that the uh, the, the low needs don't then go out and be treated in the way that yeah the multi club model yeah, yeah. yeah there was also nothing wrong yeah. with a youngster coming through and mixing it with internationals yeah. and if you're good enough you get them out that's right there isn't many that's made it through um, but I think when Frank was doing it too many were pushed at a short space of time. And as much as he invested in the academy, you've got to say that the academy is still an outstanding thing for Chelsea. Yeah. I don't know how many ex-Chelsea players applying their trade in the championship Most. and Most. some still in the Premier League in various other clubs who've come good for going away and stuff like that. Um, so the academy is still good and it pays for itself with the players, the money they get in for some of them. Ten million for Dominic Solanke. Right. I'm, I'm going to... Sorry. I'm just going to... It would be great to have... Uh, somebody come through who is 18 or 19 who plays regularly and you see them improve mm -hmm. and you see and you then particularly when I was little it was Johnny Hollins played and and he just got better and better with playing with all the great players around him and I loved it not Hugh the reason he got better because you've already said he played yeah. with them so that's he must my, have done something point. right in the first couple of games or he yeah. wouldn't have played indeed he kept, yeah, well they gave him a chance and they didn't say well actually you've come in but we're going to put you on as a sub and take you off and only give you small small increments of yeah. playing they actually gave him a go but you wonder whether that's possible within this environment taking a chance yeah that yeah yeah well yeah but he's almost past that now isn't he Reese? he's he's, he's 
play the next yeah, game. Definitely. Yeah. Is that because the hierarchy's thought pattern was we're going to play youngsters, stick with them, or was it because we can't afford else. anyone else, yeah. Yeah. so we're yeah. each going to play? Well, the same, the same could be true in the mid-70s. So, anyway, uh, I think we should wrap that up. Kerry, interesting... Your final thoughts on the on the Palace game that you think it was, uh, you know, a good sign of things to come. The good signs: Obagi Man goal, the win, Conor Gallagher goal, no particular order. Full stop. Yeah. And J.K., you were there. Uh, the jury's out. Jury's out. Yeah. 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 It's good to win. I love it. Yeah. But you know, um, I think Palace are going to finish in the. The bottom four. So uh, really, yeah. no, I bet this is why you're in 93rd place in the Premier League <laughs> predictions. <league. laughs> and on on, the, on that bombshell, can, can, can I rewind? <laughs> I think Palace are going to finish ooh, halfway up. Oh, that's yeah. There we go. Well rescued, J.K. Right. Thank you. Okay. Now we're brilliant. Well done, Kerry. Thanks to you and J.K. As always, uh, and to you guys as well. It's lovely to do this in front of people who actually can talk back at us. Uh, we'll be back on Monday for the main Chelsea fancast show at 7pm. And, of course, we'll be looking back at the match against uh, Palace again and uh, head to the match against Milan on Wednesday evening. And I've got Sheridan Bird coming on the show, who's a football pundit and commentator out in Italy, so he knows his onions. So that'll be fun. So there you go. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it careful, and keep it chills. Yeah. the chills! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.